0: If you don't want to rob a bank, that's fine. But don't let the banks rob you. (laughs) Do you make us
1: sound so tragic?
0: Hi, you're listening to How to Rob Bank. I'm Zoe. I'm Via. And we're both math grads still trying to find X. Thanks so much for submitting questions, guys. Sometimes we get DMs asking about what we do, where we're from.
1: Yeah, so we thought we'd just do a Q&A to get these questions out of the way.
0: Someone has asked, what inspired you to make this page and podcast?
1: So basically, right, beer forced me from day one to do this.
0: <laughs> Zoe's in my basement, and because of lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows about it. Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I cry for help.
1: So we want to do this because we want to stop that ugh reaction people get when we tell them we did maths. Yeah. Like, math isn't actually that gross. And if it
0: is, it's for it's for different reasons. I just think we could all benefit from thinking a little more mathematically. And I overthink things a lot, especially when we play a game. I'll go back and think how could you win the game like what's the best way and yeah every time we like make a
1: variation of a game when we play as a group of friends you always text me afterwards like oh my god the chances of winning is this i worked (laughs) out this on my whiteboard and i'm like
0: okay i think the maths is right You're the only one in the world who would care about the pictures from my whiteboard with all these combinations. (laughs) And I'm like, Zoe, the game's flawed. The game's flawed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Who are we? Who are you? Who are you? Who am I?
0: Who am I? I'm Bea. Is that it? That's it. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, is this a philosophical question? Um,
1: Dazzle me with your education background and what <laughs> you do currently.
0: Yeah, so I studied maths at uni, graduated in 2018, and now I work as a business slash data analyst. What about you, Zoe? Um, what year did I graduate? Oh,
1: I graduated from my undergraduate degree in maths in 2017, and then I went on and did a master's in operational research and finance in... 2018 that's when i graduated and now i'm a data consultant okay somebody asked how did we meet do you remember we went to school together i don't remember but you you like to say this story literally everybody who knows you has the same story of when they like met you <laughs> that's not true because you have that same introduction <laughs> hi my name's is like the drink
0: but not I was so creeped out. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I don't remember meeting you.
1: <laughs> probably because it, I was really boring. Oh, I was probably too scared to, like, try and make an impression. Yeah,
0: you're just like, uh, okay. You're like, what I'm is this weirdo? <laughs> what drink does Zoe sound like? Nothing. Let me go. What inspired you to take up maths at uni? No labs, no essays. That's that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> that was the inspiration. It was laziness. Same, actually.
1: <laughs> in fact, I didn't even have to write a dissertation in my undergrad. That was great. And then for my master's, my dissertation didn't even go through Turnitin, the um, plagiarism oh, software. No that was the best thing ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you sound pretty dodgy there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to hide?
1: I didn't plagiarise, by the <laughs> you way. You said
0: that way too long. Um... In second year, we had to do an essay. I didn't know this before starting. Oh my god, you got snaked. We got massively snaked, yeah. But yeah, that's the inspiration to do maths at uni. But yeah, I think we both liked maths. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm glad I took maths. Yeah, it was worth the brain damage from staying up stupid (laughs) hours. (laughs) So many breakdowns. Oh man, oh so many breakdowns, man. Yeah. So the next question is, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back in time 10 years?
1: 10 years ago, I would be 14. I would tell myself to be more confident in myself because I'd be at secondary school and oh my god, I was so insecure. Um, It was really bad. So I'd tell myself to stop caring about what other people think and like... Yeah believe in myself more what would you tell yourself
0: that's really sweet <laughs> i don't i don't really have. i guess nothing you do matters <laughs> wait that's not advice <laughs> oh wait no that's not a good thing to tell a 14 year old mm, not that but more like in a good way so you can be free and do whatever
1: piggybacking on that <laughs> what advice would you give to young girls who want to pursue
0: stem if i had any advice it would just be don't have imposter syndrome because it's far more prevalent in girls and every single girl i know at, at uni including myself especially you um has or had imposter syndrome wait do you want to explain what imposter syndrome is imposter syndrome is just basically when you think that you're not good enough but you actually are you 100 are you you have the competencies for whatever it is that you're trying to do but for whatever reason you don't feel like you're good enough um that's not the official official term but i'd like to add that you shouldn't be pissed off by
1: pursuing stem because the majority of people pursuing stem are male yeah that shouldn't be a reason for you to not want to pursue STEM. Yeah, because you'll be seen as the hot girl
0: <laughs> that's why zoe did it <laughs> <laughs> and then she plagiarized her dissertation <laughs> <laughs> a question i want to answer is why do you think a common person should learn maths I have come across specific examples where if people paid a little bit more attention to maths, then they wouldn't fall into certain traps. I have an example that pretty much any time I see this problem come up in real life, people get wrong. Okay, so let's say you and I are are buying our mutual friend a birthday present and you pay for the present. It costs £10. Okay. So how much do I owe you? say we're going 50 50.
1: You owe me five pounds.
0: Yeah okay I owe you five pounds so we've got the gift but we also want to buy a card and the card costs five pounds so I'm like oh wow the card costs five pounds. Okay. Instead of paying back I look at the card I'm like this is five pounds Mm -hmm. and I owe you five pounds so I'll just buy the card.
1: Are we even? So I spent ten pounds you spent five pounds that means you still owe me two pounds
0: fifty? Yes, exactly, Zoe. I still owe you 250 but but literally any time this specific scenario, which could be framed in a GCSE maths problem, and yeah. for anyone not based in the UK, a 16-year-old could take an exam that had this type of question in it. And I'm telling you guys, pretty much anyone I've ever met has got this wrong when it appears in real life. I mean, a lot of people would, would think that, yeah, you're just even... And that's fine because you because you owed five pounds. It's like that bat and ball problem. Yes, yes. A bat and a ball cost one pound ten. The bat costs one pound more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? And so many people get this one wrong. A lot of people think the ball costs ten P. And it's funny to see that the people who get it wrong argue
1: with the people who get it right. <laughs> there was one I saw the other day that was like, when I was six, my sister was half my age. I'm 60. How old is my sister? Somebody said 30, and then afterwards it's like 30. Something harder next time, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, (laughs) Got it wrong. (laughs) So, yeah, in those situations, and also if you don't want to rob a bank, that's fine, but don't let the banks rob you. You would be surprised how many times the banks miscalculate the amount of interest you need to pay on your mortgage, and you end up paying thousands of pounds more. Than you should so do not let this happen to you another reason why maths is useful yeah but also when when people say maths they immediately think of numbers yeah
1: um maths isn't just numbers um I like to say that maths is like the art of problem solving so so if you if you learn maths I guess that trains your brain to think more logically think at a different angle I guess and I guess that changes your mindset to, to tackle a problem in a slightly different way and at a different level.
0: Someone once said, if you don't philosophise, someone else will philosophise for you. That's deep. It's deeper than the ocean, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we need to think for ourselves. Someone's asked, how hard is it to get good at maths? Your questions seem really hard. I'm so sorry that the questions are hard. We we try to make our
1: questions accessible to, to people of varying backgrounds. And the only way to, to get good at maths is to practice. Yes. I know this isn't what you probably want to hear, but a lot of the times with maths, it's a lot of identifying patterns. A lot of stuff is repetitive. If you do our Sunday quizzes, you'll probably have seen that they're of similar nature. Um, for example, the letter ones—it's always the first letter of the sentence.
0: In most pop math culture, or just most films about maths, yeah, you have this really overhyped genius character who's always very rude, yeah, and that's just seen as like this aspirational thing because they solve something really amazing, whether that's Goodwill Hunting or A Beautiful Mind or most math films have that character and that's not reality that is a film and that's Hollywood as well that's just made this character who's often based in real life just way more annoying for the purposes of entertainment (sighs) um so yeah I think starting really simple like I always think it'd be really good to have one like video of you and me both doing a problem that we haven't seen before but just solving it from scratch and seeing how we tackle it but thinking out loud because oh, often when yeah. you think out loud that's yeah. not how you would present a solution so When we present it, that's like taking the path of least resistance. That's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this, wow. And then someone's thinking, how did you get that? But actually, that's not how you got there. That's just how we're presenting it. Um, We probably thought about something else and then tried that idea, didn't work. Tried this idea, didn't work. You need to have patience, perseverance, and practice. I can't believe I just made a three (laughs) P thing. Gosh, I've been in the corporate world for too long, man. But the point is, anytime a problem looks hard, Um, try and make it try and reduce it to a nicer smaller easier problem that you can solve basically you just gotta break it down into like sizable chunks i guess yes yes break everything down take it to the extremes if you can and an experiment
1: divide and conquer
0: yes divide and conquer experiment it's not gonna necessarily come to you straight away and then like Zoe said the more you practice the more you you'll get to the right answer faster or that'll be the first thing you think of your in, your intuition will just increase
1: and just because you think about a problem differently to everybody else doesn't mean you're mm. wrong a lot of the times me and Bea get solutions in a different way to each other just because our minds work yeah. differently okay so moving on somebody asked What is missing from elementary school math syllabus that would make pupils like maths?
0: One thing is probably making stuff into games. I'm sure they already do this to a certain extent, but making anything into a game is gonna be much more fun than just being like, this is a a ratio. What about you?
1: I think making maths more applicable to the real world is probably more fun. I remember at primary school, I learned about shapes and I just didn't understand mm. why I needed to learn them. Like a square has four sides, a pentagon has five sides. Why is that useful?
0: Yeah, maybe it's not that useful. Um, But they could do stuff like um, they could bring in bubbles and, you know, kids love bubbles. I love bubbles. And then explain that no matter what shape the bubble thing is, It will always come out as a sphere because it has the most optimal surface area to volume ratio but obviously to kids it's not that deep you don't have to go into the minutia
1: i think our answer to this question might be really out of touch because they've probably changed massively how primary school works compared to back in our day we're so old now
0: i know we actually are my back hurts (laughs) so much so much the only days my lower back doesn't hurt is when my upper back hurts so yeah oh, honestly same. we don't know we don't know what we're talking about here maybe it's great yeah someone's asked are mathematical models overrated or underrated
1: I don't know why every time I see this question I think of hot guys and hot girls posing with like math- <laughs>
0: That's what it means. That's obviously what they mean.
1: Or clearly they're underrated because I don't see enough of them.
0: Is Pythagoras an eight? Or, you know, maybe he's not that hot. It's a ten. (laughs) But anyway,
1: I think they're both overrated and underrated.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Overrated by.
0: Would you want to explain quickly what a mathematical model is in case? Oh, okay.
1: A mathematical model puts the real life into numbers. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, that's actually a really concise way. So,
1: so, for example, this global pandemic that's going on right now can be modelled by something called an SIR model, which basically predicts the trend of deaths. So, yeah, real life into numbers as a line. I guess that's the simplest kind yeah. of model. And how are they overrated? For general people, I think they put too much trust mm. into models. But a lot of mathematicians and statisticians, they know where the limits of these models lie. Because when you're using a model as a mathematician, you write down that you've made this assumption, this assumption, that assumption, and you know that these assumptions don't reflect real life.
0: I mean, for example, with the off-call algorithm for predicting grades, that was probably overrated in the beginning before they bothered to peer review i mean they didn't peer review it and uh underrated afterwards actually i don't think it was underrated afterwards but um the model had problems because at one point it was predicting that minus one child in a class would need to get a u and it was just bizarre so models have their limits and boundaries yeah and i think after stuff like that they're People do start to think, you know, what are these algorithms? What are they trying to do? And that's why we need to understand stuff a little bit more. And we don't all need to be experts, but we all need to have a baseline understanding. Otherwise, flat earthers will prevail. (laughs) Do you have any maths book recommendations? I do. When I was a kid, um, I really loved... The Number Mysteries by Marcus Dusseltoy Ooh. and uh, Simon Singh has a couple of really nice books. Yeah. The one is called Fermat's Last Serum and the other one is called The Code Book. And if you're into cryptography type stuff, The Code Book is really, really, really good. And Fermat's Last Serum uh, is one of the most famous theorems that at the time didn't have any real applications or it was thought to not have any applications. But then it yeah. turned out, actually, this is... This is pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean it was always pretty cool. But there's a whole story behind that and and kind of going back to that question about what would make people what would make kids like maths more, maybe including those stories of mm, why yeah. people came up with stuff. Because there's a lot of really interesting stories in maths. The books that I mentioned before, they're really accessible. I read them when I was 13 and that's what made me want to do maths, so you don't need to and also if you're really into maths but you but you're not maybe studying it at uni a short introduction series by the oxford press is really good they have one on math they have what they have one on everything and it's so thin it's so small and it's so readable but yeah it just depends we won't recommend anything that's really advanced because it's just a bit dry to be honest (laughs) (laughs) well not necessarily but i yeah i don't really see the point in that yeah so the next question is does it annoy you that people think that you are men online?
1: It doesn't annoy me. Mhm. Probably because I still have that mindset that men are the default,
0: mm-hmm. which is a
1: bad mindset to have because men are not yeah. the default. But also we put on a very manly persona on our Instagram anyway. I'm always like bro
0: and people would bro me back. <laughs> The thing is, we would win. It was a win-win, right? Because when people assume that you're a man, you can just—you just get some respect. And we'd never, we'd never, ever experienced that Don't before. Sounds so tragic. We've never
1: experienced
0: respect <laughs> before. <laughs> But it's true, in those spaces, we'd never experienced... Well, I... Ha- fine, I can speak for myself. No one had ever assumed I was a man before. And there was just this brotherhood with these random people <laughs> online. <laughs> and there's the respect. Like, everyone... Yeah, man, we benefited, and then obviously when we did our gender reveal party, a lot of people did couldn't care less. In fact, yeah. I'd say the majority of people couldn't care less, but I think it's more an initial perception of, of someone, yeah. and it benefits, whereas the converse wouldn't have benefited a bunch of guys, for example, if they were assumed to be women. Also, did you know that the account called Feminist on Instagram is run by a man or two? What? I know, so that's, that should be that more really surprising, surprising. Yeah. than us, right? Come on, around 20% of maths people are women, so that's not a very small percentage. It's not like it's 0.01%. And then when yeah. you add on to the fact that maybe girls use Instagram more, I don't know if that's even true at all, but I think it might be. <laughs> Zombie stat alert. <laughs> 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 okay, so from your experience, what have you guys
1: learnt about communicating maths ideas?
0: On the internet more specifically. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can never be too clear. Oh, another thing. If you're getting hated on, it's probably a child. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two things.
1: Math is a really black and white subject, supposedly. Yeah. And yet we still get people questioning our solutions, our answers. Mm. We're both up for like, a healthy discussion on what is the right answer. But it's just a bit frustrating when somebody tells us that we're wrong in a really patronising way. I
0: mean, I think from now on, any time anyone assumes we're wrong, I'm going to assume they're a child because we haven't really assumed that before. True. But they are invariably children who are pretending like they have PhDs but fun fact if you actually do have a PhD in math you wouldn't be that arrogant because you would have been through a lot you can discuss things and disagree with people with a good outcome and yeah. that has happened multiple times yeah. this is in relation to by the way our Instagram account getting deactivated because some guy thought we were wrong and then posted on his Instagram story begging all his followers to report us Anna Kaviki wrote an article about this incident, which we will link in the show notes if you're interested in reading. Yeah, we became excessive fact checkers after this.
1: Oh yeah, the imposter syndrome hit us so badly. Yeah, and I think that made us put our men
0: persona on more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tying back into why it was beneficial to be perceived as men, because after that, once that we were like, nope, let's not be women, <laughs> let's just be men for a bit. <laughs>
1: let's just be them for a bit (laughs) let's do Mulan anyway thank you so much for sending in your questions and your really lovely dms we really appreciate them so feel free to send us more dms and maybe even a cheeky rating on apple podcasts turned
0: 21 you dumb you stupid
1: <laughs> someone asked where are you from and are you single
0: oy, oy. okay thank you for asking this question to whoever it was if there were more questions that were asking if you we were single it would be concerning but equally if there were none it would mean we were ugly so Thank you for asking, like, this is not a thing, we are old.